Amplified. Welcome everybody to the Abner Martinez podcast. My name is Abner. This is Kenji Nakata. He lives in West Des Moines. Uh, what's your address? Yeah, my social security <laughs> number. Yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. no. <laughs> okay, so this next guest is one of the reasons why this uh, podcast exists. Uh, her name is Angela Jackson, and she's doing this amazing event uh, that's called the Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit. Uh, so brought her here so she can tell us all about it but um so i'm excited for this podcast because uh this is this is the reason why we do it is uh, people that are local doing things uh and angela jackson uh made time for us to come and like break it down what the black and brown entrepreneur summit is but extremely smart why am I intimidated with uh, extremely smart people? <laughs> because I'm not. <laughs> um, I think that's just always the case for anybody. I think anybody can relate. Yeah, to that. she's like her. Uh, she's a lawyer. Yeah, uh, like she one. got a degree from Duke University. She went to Howard University, which is mm -hmm. a historical uh, black college and university. Um, She's the uh, she owns her own business for the last seventeen years. Uh, it's in West Des Moines, um, called the Grape Frame Up. So it's like frames, um, and she's the senior VP of DEI for Athene, which is a huge, huge company. So uh, usually it takes me a little bit is time that too. Where are they located? They're in West Des Moines. Is that like the Jordan Creek? Yes. Giant, giant building. Yes. It looks like out of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Place. Yeah, yeah, It's And it, inside, it's even bigger. I feel like it's like, um, I don't know, like the uh, never-ending story. <laughs> like, like I see that building is so massive. Yeah. Like I feel like it's like a giant monster. Yeah. Wow. So it took me a little bit to, um, yeah, like... She, you know, it's 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 kind of an honor for me to speak with people like her, you know, uh, extremely educated and uh, um, like her goodwill and like, you know, doing things in the community. So um, we talked all about entrepreneurship and the Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit and the deadline to enter, which I did um, enter on last year's competition and uh, I didn't win. What's your biggest fear? We talk about our fears. Mine? Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. What are you afraid of? Um, I guess like... <laughs> yeah, like if you ask me questions, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> and if you ask me the question publicly, like right now, uh -huh. that that would be that would be one of my... I mean, I, I wouldn't say a big fear, uh -huh. but... So I'm afraid more, of heights. It's more, it's, it's more like mildly annoying. Okay. <laughs> So you're you're afraid of annoying people? Uh yeah, yeah. You gotta have a fear. Yeah, I have I have fears. I just don't don't really try to explore them too much. Okay. Try to uh, ignore. Do you think you fears. have the entrepreneur spirit? I think so. Okay. You should apply for this black and brown entrepreneur summit competition. Competition. It's a pitch competition. Yeah. Oh, it's a pitch competition. Like sharks. Okay. Like you know, like the so TV I show shows. Like, so I, I pitch my business. Like, yeah, oh, this is okay. this is my business. This is what I do. 
and there's you know four or five judges mm-hmm. like the last the ones that i pitched for last year one of them worked with russell simmons okay like they bring mm-hmm. big names with okay. like you know a lot of experience so and you mean like these are the judges yeah they're oh, judging okay, yes okay, okay okay and then they ask you questions about your business and how you're planning you know just very specific questions uh, basically like just checking if you have your Shit straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I was terrified. So one of my fears is public speaking. Right. My, mine too. I yeah. think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Public speaking like sucks for me. Yeah. But you're good at it. Uh, I, I practice. Yeah. I, I think that's what it takes. You have to practice. Yeah. So. But I still don't like it. Yeah. I still like get like, like heart racing, that type of thing. Like, oh, am I going to screw up? Or am I gonna mumble? Yeah, that's just a fear. It's yeah, that's what I mean. It hasn't gone away. I'm on a I'm on a journey to conquer this fear though, mm-hmm. for public speaking. But heights, I'm not messing with it. I'm letting it be a fear. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty afraid of heights. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm terrified. So the pitch competition last year was awesome. The Black Entrepreneur Summit, uh, Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit, uh, is happening again. The deadline is this. March 1st. So if you're an entrepreneur, sign up, go into the West Des Moines Chamber of Commerce. It's, it, you know, y- you will get tested on how organized you are because they're going to ask you for uh, profit and loss. Uh, oh, your uh, financials. But business summary. Yeah, they ask you for oh, everything. Okay, gotcha. and then a two-minute video. I think it's a minute, minute video that we already had made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that. But if you fill it out and you enter... Man, it can be life changing. Like my, you know, ever since that event for me, things kind of took a little bit of a turn. Oh, nice. Yeah, business wise. So that's why I'm excited because, like, I was there, I was part of it, I saw it, and it's legit. We should go. It'll Let's be go. good. So, without further ado, this is uh, Angela Jackson um, at the Amy Martinez podcast. <laughs> Angela Jackson, uh, thank you for making time. Thank I really you appreciate for having it. me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for being patient. Yeah, no, it happens it's in a traffic jam with Des Moines traffic. <laughs> I went to California a few years ago, and um, that's traffic right. to, right. like, you die. Right. And I, I bet some people have died in, in some traffic jams in those big cities. Traffic jams in Des Moines is nothing. But nothing. It's five minutes to get somewhere. It's non-existent, actually. Um, so have you lived in other cities? Um, I'm from Chicago originally. Okay. Yeah, so, and I've lived in St. Louis. Okay. And I've, uh, lived in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. In Des Moines. Iowa. Yes, yes. Yep. So, yes, you went to Duke University? I did, yep. You went to Howard University for? I did, yeah. I did live in, uh, D.C. for a while, too. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I did a, a exchange program there for a semester at Howard. That's a, that's a big deal, right? It was I mean, a big deal. Right? So Howard is a big name in yeah, historical. HBCU. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, is. yes. It's a great institution. How did you feel about going there? You know, for me, for college, I was trying to decide uh-huh. if I should go to a historically black college or if I should go to a more traditional um, school because I always knew I wanted to go to law school. I was okay. one of those weird people that have laser focus. I'm like, yeah, I gotta be a lawyer. You're gonna gotta, at, at what age that. did you know that you're gonna be a lawyer? I, I, I knew in like fourth grade. Really? Like, yeah. 
Wow. I got to do that. Yeah. Check that off the list. <laughs> what I want to do with life? Yeah. Lawyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to do that. So for me, mm-hmm. going to the best school was important. Right. And um, Duke happened to have an exchange program at Howard. And I was like, this is wonderful. I can do the best of both worlds. Yeah. I can get the black college experience and also get my degree from Duke. And how, how, was, how, how was that? Do you have children? I do, yes. My okay. son is going into his fifth year at Mizzou. Okay. So my is Mizzou also a... Uh, it's not. It's no, not, no. okay. Missouri has a... In Columbia... Is um a traditional okay uh, okay 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 yeah my husband went to Mizzou as well so he's following after his dad was that something that um do you think a lot of African Americans that are pursuing higher education um aspire to go to uh like a historical black I think it varies you know I think there are a lot of huge advantages to going to HBCUs, mm-hmm. historically black colleges and universities. And I, I know that there are um, tremendous advantages mm-hmm. to going to, you know, the traditional um, route as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I know there are um, a lot of families that have that in their family tradition. Right, right, right. And right, people right. like to do that. But, it's you know, it just kind of depends, too, where you get in. Because yeah. sometimes you don't get in where you want to go. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of it. It's a, it's a, it's interesting because um, I'll kind of tie this up. So you're uh, um, here to talk a lot about the Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit that mm-hmm. you and Terrence, right. what's his last name? Thames. Thames mm-hmm. um, put together, and we'll get into that. But you know, I um, I was looking at Howard University and it sounded familiar. I was like, okay, I know that sounds familiar. And then I Googled it and it's like it's a Black History. And then I looked at more and it's like. It's been going on for, you know, a long time, since the 1800s. Oh, sure, yeah. Mainly it came out because a lot of the um, slave owners wanted Mm -hmm. their offspring to go to school. Oh. So people don't even know that. Okay, yes, give me some of that history. From a historical perspective. Yeah. That was, everything was segregated. Uh And so some slave owners and, you know, wanted their children to be educated. Yes. So they gave a lot of money. And then the United States has... Um, a history of giving land grants mm-hmm. for separate education. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's changed over the years, but those institutions really um, tend to educate a large population of uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. And um, they're historically black schools and colleges, mm-hmm. but there is a diverse population that also attends there. Okay. Which people don't realize. It's not 100%. Right, it's not okay, 100% okay, okay. black and African American. There are a lot of um, other ethnicities that attend mm-hmm. and there are, you know, white students that attend okay. as well. So um, when I was reading that, uh, it just kind of gave me this kind of th- thought that I'm like, there's always somebody that has to be the person that starts something that eventually will impact somebody in a positive way, right? You would say that Howard University has impacted a lot of uh, uh African Americans, right, oh, in their sure. education. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so you and the Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit are starting something um, that it, it's already impacted me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a nice tie in. Well, uh, you yeah, see, yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, because I went to that, to the first one last year, and I kind of randomly ran into it on LinkedIn. Uh, and it, there's a competition a pitch competition and i you know applied and um and then i i went 
and then it it's it has impacted my business you know so um so it was kind of interesting to say i'm going to speak with somebody that you know went to a uh college that was started by somebody i'm assuming something there was a lot of hurdles to get this off and running in the first place right so right, right. um so how does uh, what impacts you to create something like the black and brown entrepreneur or something like what is that how did that idea come about sure well i um i can't take full credit mm-hmm. uh, terrence and i've been working on this idea with others um, iowa core for example and mm-hmm. the west Moines chamber has a, a DEI committee, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Mm-hmm. So it's a collective effort. Like not one person can do everything. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but from a philo- my own internal philosophy is, you know, I've only gotten where I am because of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone can help someone else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if you've seen that graphic with one person reaching down to pull someone else up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every time you pull someone else up, someone is, you know, pulling you up as well. You know, I'm only where I am because I stand on the shoulders of other people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, you know, my really duty to help other people to whom much is given, much is required. So it's really um, an an opportunity to be a blessing to other people, but an opportunity to pour into them. So I've mm-hmm. always wanted to be able to share with people what I've been able to do. So by starting a business, people have always asked me, mm-hmm. what did you do? Like, how did you do that? Um, and, you know, I consulted with people about developing their business plans. Mm-hmm. And people would come to me over the years after I, you know, became more um, successful in the business that I have. Mm-hmm. So I think that really um, spurred us on collectively as a community, as a committee to think, Think about ways that we can impart that upon others mm-hmm. um, and help them. So this this um, Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit, uh, is it from Athene? It comes from Athene, or is it another group that approached Athene? Can you can you tell me a little bit more about how um, what entities came together for this to sure to come? It was really kind of um, organic and mm-hmm. how it developed. Um, because I am on the board of the West Moines Chamber and worked with um, the committee, we really worked hard on developing the plan and coming up with the panels for speakers last year. Mm-hmm. And Athene, through another board member, Christy Burma, invited um, us to host the summit at Athene. Mm, okay. And so that really was a positive. And then after the that period was successful, I was hired by Athene and they agreed to be one of the naming sponsors because of the success of the summit last year. I mean, so many people had positive things to say and the speakers were really um, engaging. We um, talked to people who hadn't quite gotten their feet on the ground yet who were thinking about starting a business or brand new in their business Mm -hmm. and then talking to people like yourself who were really interested in scaling their business and mm-hmm. growing their business and not just doing it on a surface level, but getting down to the, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Mm. Like what are the struggles that you have and how is it different? Because it is different when you right. are um, a person of color and you are in a community that 
doesn't necessarily reflect you from an ethnicity perspective? Mm -hmm. Um, And how do you overcome some of those challenges or maybe some of those self-conscious things that other people may not um, realize that you are dealing with when you're trying to grow your business? So it was really positive in that respect. So, so then the job with the thing, so you're the V the senior VP of diversity, 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 equity, and inclusion. So those jobs are, um, popping up more and more this last few years, right? They are. They are. Um, where do you think, I mean, obviously we know the climate of, you know, society and government and, you know, uh, uh, racism and institutional racism and all that stuff. So we, I, I, I kind of know why it's needed, but, um, how much responsibility do you feel having this kind of role? Um, because, you know, I know the, the city of West Des Moines has one too, um, Hy-Vee and they're popping up. So where's the responsibility? How, how do you feel about that, that having that Role. That's a great question. You know, for many years, I was on the Iowa Civil Rights Commission, and okay. my background is in labor and employment law. So I recognize that there are civil rights um, issues that arise publicly in government and in corporations. I think what really the social unrest that came out of the you know the murder of George Floyd really allowed us to do was have a a lens on how we can be positive and what we can do to uplift one another in our own spheres of influence. Mm -hmm. So I feel like one area of influence that we collectively have in the Mm -hmm. business community is uplifting other businesses. And some of those businesses just happen to be minority businesses. And if we can do something in a dramatic way to educate um, black and brown business owners on how to grow their business, on how to be successful in their business, on how to dream big and think Mm -hmm. big, and also expose other business owners who don't realize there are a lot of people doing big things Mm -hmm. who just happen to be men and women of color in this space. So I think it's important for our young people Mm -hmm. to see people who look like them, who are extremely successful and doing um, wonderful, positive things, but doing it in the business space, in the Mm -hmm. business community, because we don't have a lot of that visibility. We might have some visibility, but not a strong footprint. Right, right, right. So it's a spotlight of what's already happening or people that are already doing it, but before you wouldn't even know that they're doing it. Right. And it's, you know, it's a way to amplify it. Right. right, right so right. the, the theme is, you know, to, to, to grow and to thrive and to um, really learn mm-hmm. and, you know, learn, grow and thrive. So first of all, you have to learn what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And then once you find out, okay, I need to understand my, you know, profit and loss statement. I really need to understand right. how to market and all the data analytics around social media. Once you learn that, then you can apply that information and say, okay, I'm going to try to grow my business by applying some of the information that I learned. Right, right. Make an informed decision on, right. on your next uh, right. hire or your next purchase. Exactly. Or your next and move. then making connections. And we talked about that before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you able to take the information that you learn 
and that you're using to grow your business and really thrive. And that's right. that social capital. That's making those connections through networking, through the Latino trade network that you started with the yeah. Western Morning Chamber, making those connections and really penetrating in r- dramatic ways to mm-hmm. influence people. So, um, uh, you know, I'm kind of mostly a positive person. And I, I, we, were, we were in a networking group together, so like I, I've seen your energy and you're very positive. Um, and, and, you know, when uh, in the last few years, uh, the climate was very uh, heated, I guess. I don't know. Sure, uh, sure. As far as so, and I'm guilty of this. Like I would focus on the negative side of what's happening. And, um, and then, but I'm starting to realize that, you know, sp- shedding light on positivity and um, making something instead of just pointing out the negative uh, is more important and makes a bigger impact, I think. Um, obviously, the Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit is, is a big spotlight on already, you know, uh, minority business owners and helping others. But um, uh, it, from your job, you see a lot of data, right? Like you see, you said you were uh, at the civil rights, so you saw a lot of data of the of the, um, uh, what's the word, um, how the numbers impact um, minority people sure. and minority business owners. How important is it to, to focus on the positive and not necessarily just on the negative? Because the data is there. And how do you, how do you manage that, I guess? I know it's a long question, but how do you manage the, uh, your approach, knowing that the data shows that there's a lot of... Uh, 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 wrong here, but how do you, you know, stay positive, I guess? I think for me, it's a long game, right? Mm-hmm. This is a journey. Been doing this for a while, and you can't think that it's going to be like shake and stir. It's not going to yeah. be overnight. Um, but if you can um, impact one person and that person can impact others, it's like throwing pebbles in a pond. Just hold, you know, hold tight and throw a lot of pebbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and hopefully they ripple and they impact people in a positive way. You might lose some, some might sink, you know, they sink to the bottom, but hopefully the ripples uh, make a positive impact. And you're right that, you know, the population that we have in our community is not um, like other larger communities mm-hmm. um, where we have a, a, a extremely vibrant entrepreneurial population of uh, minorities or people of color. But we do have um, a po- smaller population of people who are doing big things. And I think when you look at it on that scale, there's a you know reason to be hopeful and reason to be positive. But also we have to recognize that we need to attract um, a diverse group of talented people to our community. And one thing they're looking for is that we're supportive of black and brown businesses, that we're supportive of people who are entrepreneurial. Everyone is not going to work for a company for 30, 40, 50 years Mm -hmm. and retire, right? Right. Some people are going to move. And in this time of great resignation, people are moving a lot. And 17% of black women are starting their own businesses. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that and you want a viable, diverse community that people want to thrive in, you need to be able to attract that talent. And you also need to be able to share um, a space that's a positive place to grow your business. Mm-hmm. If you didn't feel like your business was being supported, you wouldn't stay in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. 
So we have to support one another. And iron sharpens iron. You know, if I'm having a hard day and you're having a hard day, if we can support one another and be positive and uplift each other, like networking and being around one another, I think that makes a huge impact. Mm Because when people are um, able to relate to your story, whether they're small business owners or women business owners, they can relate. And then you can share those stories and encourage one another. Mm-hmm. Yes, you had a tough day today. Yes, you know, you might have some equipment breakdown, whatever it is, but you're going to get through it right. because I've been there. Oh, you're, wor- you're working on opening up your second location. Let me tell you, you got to hire the right people. Let me give you Amner's card because right. he knows the right people to call. Right. Being able to do that is very rewarding. And that I was kind of follow-up question. What are you taking away so far from this project? So you're going on to the second year. Is there any particular uh, anecdote or story that you can be like, uh, this is why I keep, this is why I'm doing this? I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> really good. Um, there are probably like three or four great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the winners from the pitch competition, his name is Israel. Yes, yes, and yes. And he shared during, um, it's kind of uh, interesting, he shared during his speech that he used to work at a thing. Yes, I <laughs> and was so there. like who knew, right? Yeah. Like, and he used to go downstairs and talk to the chairs like he was the CEO. That's right. Like, you know, so it's like mm-hmm. a full circle. Well, he's gonna be coming back to um, you know, motivate the people who are being the pitch competition this year. And yes. his company is doing really well, moved to California, has yes. award winning artists working with him. Great success story. Who knew, right? Yeah. And then um that was a crazy story. Right, he did say that. Right, but like I mean, would you would think we planted it, but it, yeah. did, it was just organic, right? Yes, 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 yes. And then Eric um, Dominguez, you know, he's yes. uh-huh. he has a great um, speech company and a wonderful um, speaker. He's going to be one of the coaches, but he participated in the pitch competition yes, I remember last, um, last year. And so now he's coming back to be able to encourage those who are course they're gonna be nervous yeah you know, i mean were you yeah. nervous were i you? was terrified See? yes yeah tell us a little bit about why you think you were nervous because you're a great well speaker. so okay uh i've realized that i have two fears like i'm crystal clear about my fears is heights like i am deadly scared of heights and public speaking there's literally a biological like reaction in my body that happens uh but somehow i keep saying yes to things and which is like, I want to conquer like speech, you know, and public speaking heights. I'm not like, I'm done. Like I'm not, you're not, you're not yeah. going to do any, I even did a rich, I, I did a virtual, you know, there's a virtual game uh, that you go to the mall and like you put it on and I got on this, um, height building and it's virtual. It's like made up. Sure. I couldn't jump off. Wow. I could not jump off. So I'm like, yeah, heights hurt. But, um, it, it, it was nervous because, you know, my fear of speaking, but the, the event was amazing. And I was going to ask you about the, okay. So let me tell you my experience. Yeah. I want to know. So I applied and I was like, you know, whatever, you know, kind of, but I was like, Oh, okay. I got the application in. It was a lot of items that I was like, okay, this is the real deal. You know, they ask you for your profit and loss. They ask you for statements. They have to get for this and that. And I'm like, okay. But I was committed to like at least completing the application. So that's good. Like, that's the first step. You yes. Made a commitment to yes. I'm yep. like, I'm going to complete this. And it was like a good hour, maybe a little bit over an hour for me. You know, that's when I realized like, oh, I'm a little bit more organized and I gave myself credit. You know, I have all these items that they're requiring. 
So I send it and then I got an email. Uh, I don't know when, a couple of weeks later or something saying that I was one of the finalists. So I was like, ah, you know, um, and I was going with a little bit of skepticism. Sure. You know, I was I didn't know who was behind it. I knew it was, the, it was Athena and Western Moine Chamber, but because I've been to events and I don't know if you have, maybe, maybe not, but I've been to events where you just don't feel like you're like, oh, they missed the mark. Like, sure. it's, yep. uh, you know, either uh, overzealous doing it or um, tokenizing. I don't like using the word tokenizing, but sometimes sure. it fits, you know. Sure. So I was going kind of like thinking, you know, hesitant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but yeah, like sure. the eyes like sure. that. Huh. But, you know, I was and I'm glad that I was wrong, you know, like I was completely um, uh, surprised and glad that, you know, it was just handled so well. Uh, the speakers, the experts that were there on day one of the competition, I learned a lot. I mean, you can tell that you guys had a lot of, you know, thought behind every speaker, uh, well represented. Um, uh, and yeah, no, it was just it was really good experience the first day. Uh, I didn't win, obviously, but the second day I was like, no, I'm going to go and say congratulations to Israel and uh, hear him speak and stuff like that. So I had a great experience. Um, and that day I was like, we got to do a podcast. Right. You know, it's, it's been a year already. Sure, That's crazy. Sure. Yep. So I had a great, I had a great, uh, I was thoroughly impressed. And um, it was just, even the second day too, um, it was just well put together the speakers um and you know the people that needed to get credit got the credit you know usually that doesn't really happen sometimes right right um so it was just well you know uh put together so um so that's why i'm like excited for this year i'm gonna go just to you know be present and support and network and stuff like that but uh, that's why i wanted to get with you so that way we can tell some of the because the deadline is the competition is march 1st march 1st yep. hurry up and get your application done he yes said. Yep. yes so but and there's much more money this year yes <laughs> there is um forty thousand dollars right that, the, that will be given away i'm not exactly sure how they slice it and dice it <laughs> but that's more money than yeah last year was before. ten thousand i think yeah yeah somewhere so, around there um, right so it's definitely grown yeah definitely grown and if you go if you have a business and if you go like there's a lot of value in this event like i said i my ever since that event and i attended you know there was a pivotal moment for me in 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 my clients and so um i'm so, glad to hear that yeah That's really, really encouraging yeah, yes yeah. that makes yes. it all worth it because yeah. everyone's a volunteer that mm -hmm. participates there other than the chamber staff nobody's paid right but mm -hmm. we do it because it's part of our you know our desire our heart to uplift other uh, entrepreneurs and it's rewarding mm -hmm. it really was great to be able to fund organizations like the NAACP and mm -hmm. Jules Academy and we have a fundraiser coming up to um, fund um, two n other um, nonprofits so really excited to be able to support the community as well as the entrepreneurs um, and the theme this year is building a legacy of wealth. Mm -hmm. So we have um, tracks to talk about uh, real estate and construction and development. We have a track to talk about those who are interested in entertainment. Entertainment, yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, 
that field, um, those who are interested in wealth building and wealth management, mm-hmm. development, we just have a lot of great speakers. And our keynote speaker, I don't know if you've heard. I think I did, but I've, tell me, tell me. Damon John Damon. from Shark Tank. Oh, yes. Yes. That is, so let's go back to the speakers and the, the experts that you have. How do you guys find them? Um, who picks them? Like the, there's a lot of uh, that's a lot of expertise. I think one of them worked with uh, Russell Simmons, the one in last year, right? Right, right. We have um, a process where we curate the speakers. Okay. We work with our sponsors. Uh, oftentimes, the sponsors will suggest speakers, mm-hmm. um, and we try to give people who are going to give you the real deal, like right. not sugarcoat things. Uh, one of our um, sessions for this year is called the Secret Sauce. So okay. you know, we gotta have the brother from Lola's, right? Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. So yes. we're, you know, so we're making sure that people understand that this is not um, an easy thing to be an entrepreneur. It's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, George was a great speaker last year, and he kind of shared that with people. You know, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. But then there's a, a flip side. You'd be able to be a blessing to your family and your community in really significant ways. So that's really, you know, we we work all year round thinking of speakers and working with people who've heard great speakers, but we want to integrate that into the panelists. So we have people who are established who can, you know, just break it down and give you what you need to keep you motivated and not just um, tell you a pat on the back and um, a few words, but give you things that you can say, oh, that's a golden nugget. Like, I have to write that down. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to remember that. That's going to help me. And hopefully that will help you grow and thrive in your business. Like, what you learn, you're like, yep, I remember that. Yeah, I did go there and, like, I walked out. I I realized this. I made a good decision going, like, within, like, five minutes. You know, Yeah, because I was like, okay, these guys know way better, way more than I, like, they have decades of experience more than I do. And I think any entrepreneur wants to be around that, right? Like they want to be around knowledge and experience. Um, so, but let me kind of uh, go back a little bit. So you say you curate. I'm just curious on how you handle some of this. Um, Cause I'm an organizer too. Like, sure, I, so, sure. and sometimes in the internal uh, organizing groups, you know, how do you play your cards when there's some, somebody suggests some uh, a talent or a speaker or or an idea that you kind of like eh, because it was done really good last year right so th- i'm assuming that there was some discussion and like no not this person how right. do you navigate that i mean you're a lawyer so <laughs> right, yeah, you, have, you have to be comfortable saying no yeah in the kindest possible way uh-huh not now maybe later yeah yeah, yeah. right but um you know your audience uh-huh. And your audience is expecting you to deliver. And then people are coming, because it's, you know, last year was the first time, with skepticism. So mm-hmm. they're coming with skepticism. It's like, okay, if you're going to throw a party, you got to throw a party, yes. right? You got to throw yeah. um, something that people were going to say, oh, that's memorable. You don't want to miss Amner's mm-hmm. party because he knows how to throw it. Well, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with the Black and Brown Business Summit. Uh-huh. We wanted speakers that people would say, oh, my goodness, I know it's hybrid. I know this is, you know, us trying to manage it through, you know, through a global pandemic, but if you're not on virtually and you're not in the room, you just missed out. Right. And that's what we wanted. And people definitely said that. They were yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, you missed it. You better yeah. not miss it next year. <laughs> yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. And then once we got such good positive reviews, 
it's like, okay, we have to amp it up. Yeah. We have to make it even better. Yeah. So how can we make it better? What can we deliver in terms of content that would really be engaging? So we have engaged amazing speakers, phenomenal speakers, and um, thought leaders. Right. People, once we start announcing them, people are going to really be uh, impressed because uh-huh. they're going to say why am I not going? Right. So yeah, as an right. entrepreneur, you know, you're really busy. So you don't yes. have extra time in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. to take off two days or even one it day needs to be is a it. big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the price of admission is really low, but the content that you get is so rich yeah. that, you know, it, we have to make it worthwhile. Yeah. How many uh, are, is there any regulations right now as far as attendance? Because last year was... Su- Virtual and like in person. We do have a cap on attendance Uh um, for the big speech, the keynote speech and the pitch competition. The maximum attendance is 400. Okay. But that's a good chunk of people. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big chunk. But for the the breakout sessions and the smaller uh, panels, um, there's a cap on certain rooms. Okay. So, you know, I would encourage people to register early. Um, because so, the, so the space will fill up. So it's not just the pitch competition. Okay, so the pitch competition is the first day. Right. That only for the competitors that Right, day. right. Yep. So that but the application is open, you know, until March first for the yeah. for the pitch competition. That's you know, put your hat in the ring, submit yeah. your video so you yes. can be able to win forty thousand dollars, not completely, but divided yeah, yeah, yeah. the group. The second um day. You know, the second component is, oh, component, I'm sorry. is um, and, and day as well, will be the business panels. Uh-huh. And that um, you can register for that now. This is where you can go and learn about any business as, uh, aspect that you're right. struggling with. Right, basically. right. And there'll be panelists on, on, on Thursday as well to help okay. you with your business. There'll be nonprofits there, like the SBA and others, yes. to, um, to, you know, help you with, growing your business in in that space but on the second day um, there'll be panels that you can listen and networking as well okay so you said that this is a volunteer kind of work that you're doing um and it's like a project of love right would you say that i would um so there's a fire that has to be like it has to come from inside right this is not like you just do it because, you know, you want to check a box that you're doing it. So what in personally, like what what keeps that fire going? Is it it can't be just that you're an African-American woman, right? Like, is there something uh, or what what lights that fire for you to like keep wanting to give give this a success? Well, you know, I think um, when there's so much struggle in our world and there's uh-huh. so much um, angst. And like you were saying, negativity, this is a way to like um, be cathartic. This Uh is a way to say I'm pouring my energy and my time into something that will uplift others Uh and be um, a lasting impact. To build a legacy of wealth and help other um, black and brown entrepreneurs feel comfortable in this space, feel comfortable showing up in the big environments where they're not necessarily um, fully present, right. a representative, and be able to compete in areas like supplier diversity, uh-huh. being able to um, scale their businesses so that they can be um, able to provide for their families way after they are 
you know, gone uh-huh. in very significant ways is rewarding. So it's just being able to use talents that we all have, but harness them together and be able to do that in a way that is purposeful, in a way that's impactful, and also um, one that's long-lasting because this is not like a one-and-done. Like I said, right. like diversity, equity, inclusion, you can't wake up one day and be like, okay, we're good. No, yeah. We did it all. Yeah. No, because you're always doing it. Like we know there are many, many studies that are done that say what the disparities are in communities. Mm-hmm. So how can you make those changes lasting? And I think this is one pillar of many pillars. Right. So entrepreneurship is one pillar. There are probably eight or nine other pillars that you could like focus <laughs> yeah. on. But I feel very comfortable in this. You know, I've had a yeah. business outside of working for a thing for 17 years. I've uh-huh. had my own business. So I think it's important that people, you know, dwell in their area and yeah. do well in that. So, yeah. so it's so there's so my. Um, so we were talking about the Latino Trade Network, right? And um, one of the key points that, uh, or one of the biggest reasons why I, I'm part of this is because I, in the last like three years, I've learned so much that I kind of want to pass on some of this information. Not learn, but just like randomly run into, I, I didn't know SBA existed. I didn't know that you could be a TSB, you know, um, certification and that certification gives you access to, you know, federal and state, you know, contracts or TSB loans. And right, right. So stuff that I didn't know that I'm kind of accidentally and randomly, or you know, um, running into and just kind of passing it on, right? Passing on this this information and experience and knowledge and um, to people that maybe are not quite there yet and they, they have no idea that it exists. So that's why I think this... Um, black and brown entrepreneur summit is like very important. So, um, I'll just keep doing my best to spread the word as much as possible. It's great work that you're doing. Well, appreciate um, you doing that. I mean, unless the word gets out and so much is word of m- mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. much is people telling people and then people saying, okay, I can't, I can't miss that. And then yeah. I don't really have time for this. Cause I don't know how many people I said, sign up. Oh, yes. you know, they're like, no, I don't have time. But then they missed it. Yes. So, you know, I'm hoping that people listen to this. If they don't get anything else, yeah. they listen to it and they say, I don't want to miss it. Yeah, make time. Right. It, right. It, it, Invest um, in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. had, you know, two really hard years. Yeah. Let's try to, you know, focus on the positive and grow when we yeah. can and really uplift one another. When you see someone else and you were able to connect with them, you may be able to be a blessing to them in ways that you didn't even realize. That's really key that you say, like investing yourself. Uh, I've kind of been saying that a little bit. Um, and I think people think when they hear invest, they they think it's like money, right? Right. And it's like time, like give yourself time to, um, so this event is something that is like just sign up and go make time, right? figure it out a way to go, and then um, you'll see what happens after. Right. You know. Pay for a babysitter. Yeah. yeah. Get a temp to cover the front desk. Yeah. Bring a pad of paper and a pen and just yeah. get ready to take notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just get ready to learn. Yes, and um, and that's the difference, right? Like that's the difference between growing and succeeding and not. So I think a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, they have the fire and they get to a certain point where they're wearing all the hats. That's right. And then 
the next level like how can you that's level right. up right that's right so good uh, Amna. yeah that's yeah right. yeah and i think you know we know you can spend 80 percent of the time in your business 10 mm-hmm. percent you're worrying the other 10 percent you try to sleep yeah yeah, yeah. Well, take the 10 percent that you're worrying and you know invest in yourself yeah work instead of in your business work on your business yeah so, the black and brown, the Athene Black and Brown Business Summit is an opportunity to really work on your business. Right. Um, so when I went, so I did a, a music festival for a few years, almost 10 years. And it took a long time to funding, you know, like the first year was like our budget was like 3000 The second year was like Four thousand and uh, I remember and it, you telling me about this. it. Grew the it grew it grew to a right, point, and right. we we're like tenth year. We're gonna you know, and then I showed up last year to the to this event. It looked like you guys have been doing it for ten years, and I was like, I'm an amateur, you know, like these guys are doing. So this year, obviously, it's already bigger, bigger. Uh, speak, you know, not bigger keynote speaker, but yes, yeah, like bigger, bigger. bigger yes. Right, yeah. uh, so where do you see this going? I'm uh, so glad you asked that question. Where do you see this going? Bigger. Uh, bigger, right? <laughs> right. We wanted to grow. Yeah, we wanted to grow. I mean, it's two days right now. That's uh-huh. a good capacity. But we are, you know, we're open to see how it can develop. Yeah. We definitely wanted to grow. Yeah. I mean, and you we want guys people are... to come back and say, instead of it's just one person that has, you know, monumentally changed their business, that uh, there are 10 of them. Would that be phenomenal? Like within three years, we yeah. have ten people who give great testimonies. You're like, yeah. oh well, you got to go to Amner because so he can do a podcast, so you mm-hmm. can talk about how yeah. the Athene Black and Brown Business Summit really impacted you and helped you yeah. be able to build a legacy of wealth for your family and the next generation. There, yeah. you know, of course, you know there are thousands of entrepreneurs across our, you know, the nation that are doing big things, but we want it to be um, something that really focuses on uh, people of color who. Um, don't know what to do next. Um, and, it, you know, really when it was the, the pandemic, we all saw those things that say, oh, you know, you can grow your business overnight. You can do this. And mm-hmm. I applied for my share of grants. I applied mm-hmm, for the PPP mm-hmm, loan. Mm-hmm. And so many people were turned down, right? right? You know, so many people were discouraged. So this is an opportunity to say, okay, you're still in the game. You're still, you know, trying to yeah. do the best for your business and grow. Here's some tools to keep you fueled and here's some things and some other people to encourage you. And maybe you can network and get some, you know, cards from um, some of the sponsors and learn about supplier diversity mm-hmm. and um, grow your business with real customers, not just talk. Right. 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 right, right. So you're you've been in business for 17 years, um, which is the great frame up. Yes. Um, we frame pictures that are yeah on the wall. <laughs> like w- i need to frame that <laughs> yes, right like that one on the wall that you need to frame <laughs> things not to do on your right. office no don't no tum- thumbtacks <laughs> on your picture <laughs> you probably saw that you're like ah! right right <laughs> <laughs> so um 17 years is you know plenty of time for you to feel confident giving advice i mean i feel confident giving some advice and i've only been doing it for a few years, but what's like key advice that you could give like me or somebody that's wanting to start a business or that's already like in that's taking a baby great steps? Question. I would tell people come to the theme black and brown <laughs> business summit <laughs> to learn how to grow and thrive. 
Um, but also um, know your numbers. Okay. Like don't pretend like you know what everything is. Mm-hmm. Get a really good accountant. Um, I thought I had a good accountant, and then I learned I didn't have a good accountant. Yeah. Right? Yes. I didn't yes. Know my yes, numbers. yes. That's yes, huge. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge because then you got to know if you're making money. Yeah. And then treat your people right. Right. Because at the end of the day, your people, your employees, your staff, they help you. Right. They grow your business. They interface with the customers. You can't talk to everybody every day. Yeah. And so being um, a, a light for other people really means that you're treating your people well. And, you know, everyone's not perfect. But you have to recognize that um, if you treat your staff well, your customers will see that. Right. And that's kind of the, you know, that that is key. Like those are two, because if you don't understand your business and if you can't grow, you know, and I'm assuming that a lot of business owners, they build a business to uh, to grow, right? Or am I wrong? Some, I think some, 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 some businesses want to, uh, but... I just think that that small business owners tend to want to do everything, and I think I guess one advice that I'll uh, I'll say is, um, what's your le- one piece of advice? Learn, yeah, learn what learn what you're not good at too, because sometimes that's good. You know, like I'm not good at a lot of things that need to be done for the business, so um, then I focus on what I'm good at and what makes me money or what makes the business money. And then everything else that I'm not good at that I needed to be done. Like it, and for me, it's like I, I delegated to, to somebody that's specialist on that because I look at that as an investment. I don't look at it as a cost. Right. And it saves you time, right? Which right. gives me time to go and buy and find more clients. Right. You know, and right. So, so you're so. good at, um, you know, getting clients, client acquisition, the right. sales part, outside sales. Yeah. So I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense. And some people want to do everything and they think they're saving money by not hiring other people to do that job that doesn't make you any money. Like me trying to create a website does nothing for me. Right, right, <laughs> You know, right. it does give me a face online, but it doesn't really create any income, but... And it's I'm not buying a good use time. of your time. So exactly. it's like time is money. So yeah, I yeah, realized yeah. long ago, like social media, I'm not a guru. I'm yeah. not even a shoe rule. I'm nothing. <laughs> so like yeah. I delegated that to uh, my manager and uh-huh. she's amazing at, you know, every, everything social media. Yes. She's like, you need to be on Instagram like 10 years ago. I'm yeah. like, what's Instagram? <laughs> you know, IG, you need to do that. I'm yeah. like, how about you do that? You yeah. just take over that component of it. And then realizing I love design. I love the artistic side. Um, but I'm not the best. Mm-hmm. And in terms of production, like I had to learn how to frame. I'm mm-hmm. good at certain components, but having a master framer and having people who have, you know, years of experience doing more complicated shadow mm-hmm. boxes is worth, like I'd rather them do it than right. me try to figure out how yeah, to do it. It'll take me like yeah. eight days to figure it out. So let me let you do it in, in a day you can complete it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My time is valuable. So that's the one thing I think, um, being a lawyer really helped because, you know, we bill hours. So, hey, yeah. time is money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, we can go on and on and on and on because there's, like, so much to talk about entrepreneurship and so, uh, so much, um, you know, experience that you bring. Uh, um, but the key is this would be a good starting point, right? Like, go to the uh, Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit 
and just go and just see, you know, what happens. Let the universe kind of uh, unfold in front of you. Almost. Yep. Where do people go online to like register? Like what's the. Just go to the West Des Moines Chamber website. West Des Moines Chamber of Commerce yep, website. Just go to that website and all the information is out there on how to register, how to apply for the pitch competition. Right, right. Um, that is um, supported by our um, sponsor, Bank of America. We're very proud that they're the sponsor this year for the pitch competition mm -hmm. and then you'll see all inf all other information out there on how to register for the Athene Black and Brown Business Summit. Just register. Trust me, you'll have a great time. Yeah, yeah. I I'm speaking if like firsthand experience like it was really a great experience for me. And so. we're going to have a little bit of networking at Alpha Gone in West Oh, okay, okay, so, awesome. You know, okay, we're, we're we're helping out. You know, <laughs> yes. Black and brown businesses. Yeah. 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 So, which, you know, just like a quick extension, like when I went to the the Black and Brown Entrepreneur Summit, when we were starting the Latino Trade Network, you know, we're like, who should we approach to, you know, help us, you know, empower this this idea? And we reached out to the Westmore Chamber, and like, so there's some people that are doing, they're doing it right they're not just talking they're they're what is it not just talking the talk they're walking their walk and uh and uh so shout out to the west Des Moines chamber of commerce too that um catherine harrington she's uh uh she's doing great work out there so and tom florian and the rest of the team yep, so they're doing great work um anything else that we're missing out i think we also want to give a um a shout out to infinite resources Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. Thank oh. you for reaching out and allowing me to be on my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making time. And I'm sure we'll we'll have to do it again um, because there's so much knowledge and so much ex so much experience and so much like goodwill that um, I know we're going to have to kind of come up with something to, to do it again. Sounds so good. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. All right. All right. Well, there you have it. Angela Jackson. Great. Uh leader in the community this is a great event it's top notch um i'm definitely going to be there i hope anybody that listens to this signs up and, and goes because something good can something definitely positive can happen if you just go i don't even know what it is i don't even know what it is what's going to happen for me when i go there but i can mm. guarantee you something is going to come out of it so um so, uh, what do you, what do you, what uh, we'll you be got? posting the links, uh, down in the description. Right. So be sure to check it out. Yeah. If you're interested, then comment, sure you'll be able to find it, share it, tell people about it. This is important information, by the way. Like I'm an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. Like this is the type of information that it's like, that's why this podcast, that's why we make it is to like pass on some information that. You might have known, not known yeah, that's we're happening. Not, we're not trying to hoard the knowledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Share the knowledge. Passing it on. Yeah. So you do the same. Share it, comment, and uh, we'll see you guys at the Black Entrepreneur Summit, and we'll see you next time.